It is a Wednesday, and that means we have the chance to catch up with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. As always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group, superior alternative to uh, surgery. Before you have surgery, think about the doctors at Blue Tail Medical Group and find out how they can help you before surgery. Visit bluetailmedicalgroup.com. Brian Walton, always great to visit with you. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Dan. How about you? I'm doing well. Uh, that was an exciting game last night at uh, American Family Field. I'm, I'm, boy, it's tough. I, I want to say Miller Park, but I can't do it. So American Family Field, great game for the Cardinals last night. We're going to get into the minor leagues here in just a moment, but just your thoughts on what you saw last night from the Cardinals. Well, you know, you've got to tip your hat to, to Peralta. He pitched a great game for the Brewers, and, you know, the, the strength of Milwaukee uh, in the last few years has been their bullpen. So for the Cardinals to, you know, get that run to tie the game against one of the toughest pitchers in the game and then take it to extras, and then by the time they got into the third or fourth man in the Milwaukee pen, they were able to put together that big inning behind two home runs and prevail. And I think it was, you know, really important. It was clear by the use of his pitchers, you know, Mike Schultz, you know, used his best pitchers. He wanted to start that road series with a win. I mean, not just the road series, but also, the, you know, the first game of the season against the team that looks like, will be their toughest rival in the division this year, the Milwaukee Brewers. So it was a really important game, you know, for the Cardinals to to stay close and then be able to put it together in extra innings. I thought there's a lot of little things that happened in that game that may get overlooked. Uh, one, Bader, the, the hit off of Devin Williams. Bader tagging up from second to third on Kane, and then Thomas to do that from first to second. How about Tommy Edmond blocking second base on a throw by Molina? Diving catch in right field by Dylan Carlson. Bullpen was sensational. You had a lot of little things that add up if you're going to be a winning team and do it at that level. That's right. And, you know, the small ball the small ball items were the things that uh, really helped uh, the Cardinals, you know, stay in the, stay in the game and, and ultimately prevail. You know, it's easy to just look at the box score and say, well, those two big home runs in the 11th inning were the difference. But the reality is that, you know, those, those plays like you talked about all contributed. Uh, that heads-up play by, by Harrison Bader probably being the key. Yeah, I would agree. So the Cardinals are back at it tonight, and then it's a YouTube game uh, tomorrow. Then they'll play in San Diego, and hopefully they'll they'll play that series with the Padres, Brian. As you well know, COVID has hit that team with Tatis and some others. So, I, you know, when you have a taxi squad, and maybe we can get into this a little bit, taxi squad is there for those players to play when someone is hit with COVID. I, I just wonder what the breaking point is for an organization or Major League Baseball to say, eh, we're going to put the pause on this let things settle down, and then get back into the games. And if we need to make them up with doubleheaders, we will. But I am curious how they approach this weekend. Yeah, the, the taxi squad is is designed primarily when teams are on the road where it's more difficult, um, not just because of the distance, but also because of the COVID pro- protocols, to get players to the team quickly. So because Milwaukee is in the Midwest, the Cardinals only have two players on their taxi squad, uh, currently reliever Junior Fernandez and catcher Ali Sanchez, and they really, really always have a sec- uh, the third catcher with them, so that doesn't really count. But, you know, when they go to San Diego, uh, chances are they'll increase, the Cardinals will increase the size of the taxi squad, you know, maybe to have a spare infielder, a spare outfielder, another pitcher, maybe to go up to five, because, of course, if they have an injury or a problem in San Diego, getting someone from Memphis, or actually Memphis is in Nashville this week, so getting someone from Nashville to San Diego isn't an easy proposition. Uh, in the case of the, the the Padres or any team that has to deal with COVID, I think you know five is probably the you know implicit magic number. You get beyond that, and all of a sudden now you've got to do wholesale call ups in the minor leagues. And at some point, as we saw early in the season, you know games you know actually will get canceled if uh, you know teams aren't able to come out at, at full strength or right. close enough to it yeah. to have a competitive game. 
I'm interested what the Cardinals do with their pitching staff, knowing that Carlos Martinez now on the IL. Oviedo is up, but Miles Michaelis pitched yesterday in a rehab assignment. How did he fare? Uh, Miles Michaelis had struggled a little bit in the first inning, gave up a few runs, was rusty, and then he uh, settled in and uh, threw a shutout ball for several more innings after. Yeah, he looks like he's in good shape to go, but the Cardinals have said all along with these rehabbing starters, they want them to get up to 100 innings before they're ready to put them in the Major League rotation. That's what we saw with K.K. Kim earlier uh, in the season as well. So Michaelis threw 69 pitches last night. Uh, the, the word all along was that he was going to throw three or four rehab starts in Memphis before he rejoined St. Louis. Last night was number two. So the question is, will he start one more time this weekend, or will he start two more? And it could be the latter. I think the point, though, to your question, Dan, is that I don't think Michaelis is ready yet to step in for Carlos Martinez. And the Cardinals were able, because Martinez went onto the injured list, to bring Oviedo back up inside of the normal 10 days. That is the time a player is required to be stay down in the minors after being optioned out. So the Cardinals obviously did that with the idea of getting Oviedo back on the roster so he can probably start in Martinez next turn. Now, you know, the other issue is, of course, John Gant. And while he's continued to walk the tightrope successfully, you know, he hasn't got the number of walks under control. And there's just so much traffic on the bases, you know, when Gant pitches. You know, you've got to wonder if he's going to be the guy, to, you know, assuming everybody's healthy and Martinez's ankle injury really is short term you got to wonder if Gant's going to be the guy to lose his rotation spot. Now, you know, of course, a lot can happen between now and whenever Michaelis is ready. How about the, the broad view of the minor leagues? What have the Cardinals been able to do so far? Well, three of the teams, three of the team, uh, four teams started their seasons at home. And as folks may remember, the minor league schedules are different this year in that all the teams are off Mondays. They play Tuesday through Sunday in one series in one city. So six games against one team. And the, the Cardinals teams have started slowly, frankly. Through their first seven games, they either have one win or two wins at most. And what we're seeing in a general basis across the system is that the pitching has not been good. It's been rusty. But, you know, again, a lot of these guys haven't – this is their first competitive action since 2019, or in some cases, their first competitive action as professionals. So, you know, it's not totally surprising that across the Cardinal system early on, the, the pitching is behind the hitting. But uh, I think the, you know, they'll want to see uh, you know, things straighten out and start to put some more wins on the board as we get here into week two. Well, one of the guys that's hitting well is Jordan Walker. He's off to a pretty good start, isn't he? Yeah, Jordan Walker, the Cardinals first rounder last year, a high school pitcher, a high school third baseman, excuse me, 18 years old, uh, has two home runs. And it's, it's two of Palm Beach's three home runs this season. Of course, they play in Roger Dean Stadium, a large park. And so, you know, it's nice to see uh, Jordan Walker get off well. Um, Mason Wynn, the, the uh, shortstop that the Cardinals take, shortstop slash pitcher, he's been leading off and drawing walks but uh, hasn't gotten the hits yet. And, you know, those are the two big names uh, from the offensive side that we're going to watch at Palm Beach this year. Matthew Liberator finally uh, made the jump to AAA. How's he doing? Uh, he had a critical start in his first game. He had, had a 3.0 ERA in his, his first game. And he's pitching again tonight, his first road opportunity uh, at, at uh, Nashville for Memphis. And, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch Libertor and Thompson, you know, vie, you know, friendly competition, but vie 
to you know get in the picture potentially for a left-handed relief spot with St. Louis later this year. I'm, I'm not saying that will happen, but certainly those guys are in a position where they've had the exposure. They worked in alternate camp last year. The major league staff knows them, and you know those guys want to get their way into the picture so that maybe they could compete for a rotation spot next spring. One of the top uh, catching prospects with the Cardinals in baseball is Herrera. What level is he at, Brian, and how's he uh, how's he done so far? Yvonne Herrera is the only 40-man roster player that's down at Double uh, A, and you know he just needed some more catching experience. And uh, the Springfield pitching has been pretty wild, so he's been very active behind the plate. But he is a Yvonne Herrera has a very advanced bat. He's a guy that can hit for average. Uh, you know, sort of like a young Yadier Molina, and I don't want to say he has the same bat control as Molina, but, you know, he's the same kind of hitter. And for Yvonne Herrera to advance, he really needs to continue to improve his defensive game. And when he's ready, I believe that he'll get a chance at Memphis later this season and, you know, potentially be in that derby to, if the Cardinals need to make changes at catching in 2022. Nolan Gorman, he is at Double A. He's been at third base. Uh, how about his start? Yeah, Nolan Gorman is going to be playing third base for the first week, few weeks to a month before they work him into second base in game action. Uh, he started off with a number of strikeouts early on, a little frustrating. Uh, he hit his first home run the other day, which was nice to see to the opposite field. And, you know, Nolan, this is the first action for Nolan Gorman and Herrera at AA. So these guys are, you know, getting acclimated to a new league and new pitching. And uh, I think uh, Nolan Gorman is going to be just fine over the course of the season. I think his situation is very similar to Herrera's in that, um, you know, when he shows he can master double A, and that's not going to happen in a few days or weeks, but when he shows he can master double A, there won't be any stopping moving him up to Memphis when he really shows that he's ready. So the Herrera and Gorman will be the, you know, among the guys that need to show that consistency at double A, both defensively and offensively. Uh, and then, you know, we'll hopefully see him in Memphis before too long. I know a player that caught the uh, Cardinals' attention the offseason. They brought him into camp and then had a pretty good camp. The numbers were okay. I mean, they don't jump off the chart, but they were okay in spring, but they liked what they saw, and now he's off to a great start at AAA Memphis, and that's Max Moroff. Yeah, Max Moroff. Actually, there's two middle infielders that the Cardinals got who are veteran, major league veterans uh, who, who are at Memphis and doing very well. Max Moroff, as you mentioned, who – fans remember was uh, with the Pirates. Uh, he went four for six, uh, two two-run homers last night, uh, you know, drove in five runs, and he's been consistently uh, playing second base for Memphis and has done a nice job both offensively and defensively. And then Jose Rondon, uh, when he's played, I think he hit home runs in three straight games last week, and he's been on the taxi squad some, so he hasn't had as many at-bats with Memphis because he spent part of the time with St. Louis. But either one of those guys are in a, a very – and we're talking about Max Moroff and Jose Rondon – are you know in a good place? Neither on their forty-man roster, but if the Cardinals have some injuries on the middle infield, you know they've got some very good choices at Memphis to potentially bring back up. Yeah, interesting stuff. Hey, Brian, what are you working on right now at thecardinalnation.com? Well, as we've completed the first week of the minor league season, our four local reporters in Memphis, Springfield, Peoria, and Palm Beach are providing their weekly report on what they're seeing at the ballparks. We have credential writers in all those cities you know, what they're seeing beyond the box scores at the games of the various Cardinals affiliates. And so every week on Tuesday, we start with Palm Beach, then Wednesday, Peoria, Thursday will be Springfield and Friday, Memphis. So uh, we'll hear, in addition to our daily recaps of all the minor league games every morning, which are free and available to everyone, these in-depth reports are available to subscribers of the Cardinal Nation. Awesome. Great stuff. Thank you, sir. And we'll catch you up next Wednesday. Take care, Dan. That's uh, Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. And again, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. And we do this every Wednesday with Brian Walton.